0: Ministry leadership is hard. It can be exhausting and confusing and overwhelming, especially in times of great change like we're living in now. That's why we need to get up on the balcony, as Ronald Heifetz puts it. We need to learn to get a view from the top, see what's happening on the dance floor. That requires leadership skill, adaptive capacity, emotional health, and deep spiritual formation. I'm Marcus Watson, and my hope is that these quick conversations with Todd Bolsinger would help you both develop a healthy outer life of ministry leadership and a healthy inner life of faithful discipleship everyone, uh, welcome to another quick conversation for the Long Haul of Leadership. I'm um, speaking uh, once again with Todd Bolsinger, and we're going to talk about a quote today from Sarah Bereza. This was in episode 141, Being Fully Yourself in Leadership. And here's what she says. It can be really hard for people in the professional ministry space to be fully themselves. It can be really hard for people in the professional ministry space to be fully themselves. Um, so, Todd, let me just start with this question. Do you think it's possible to be fully yourself as a ministry leader?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a really good question, isn't it? And it's a, wor- it's a worthy one, because think about this. Let's give an example out of the Bible of a leader who was actually trying to fake it to be mm. impressive to people. Mm. Um, Moses, right? So, this, mm, so, the, yeah. so this, you know, the quick story we have is Moses comes down from Mount Sinai after getting the Ten Commandments and meeting with God, and his face yeah. is radiant. It's shining, yeah. and the people mm. freak out, so he puts a veil over his face mm. so that they won't see his radiant face, and he leaves yeah. the veil on. Um, speaking to them so that they'll calm down because he's been so radiant. He's been with God. Yeah. By the time you get to Second Corinthians, Paul tells another part of the story, which was Moses left the veil on even after his face began to come to normal to have a normal countenance, so that he appeared as if he was still glowing. Right. Wow. And so, interesting. so you have this great statement in Second Corinthians. It says, mm-hmm. "We with unveiled faces." Yeah. seeing the glory of God as a reflected in a mirror are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. unveiled faces. Mm-hmm. I think okay. what Sarah's pointing to here is how profoundly hard it is to have an yeah. unveiled face to actually mm-hmm. be yourself mm-hmm. and And the hard part when you aren't able to be fully yourself is after a while it is wearing yeah like it is yeah. really, really wearing. Yeah. Because you start wondering whether or not, are people listening to me? Are they listening to my voice? Are they following my direction? Yeah. Um, because I'm faking it well? Or, yeah. or, or are we genuinely being transformed as right. a community from one degree right. of glory to another? Yeah. And it just reminds us of the deep sense uh, of exposure you have when yeah. you're in your ministry. When you stand yeah. in front of people with bright lights, when they... When your voice is magnified, yeah, um, that can become something of your ego, but it can also feel as if you're exposed. And yep. it's, it's really important for us to acknowledge that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I was a young pastor and I had all these other pastors that I wanted to be like, you know, and so I would mm-hmm. listen to Tim Keller and I would listen to Andy Stanley and Rob Bell, all very different, but I'm like, I want to be kind of like that. I want to be kind of like that. And then I would try to be like that. And that's exhausting, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. It's exhausting, and that's kind of what you were saying. It's exhausting yeah. to try to be something other than what you are, and um, yeah. and uh, and so I don't know. So personally speaking, you know, it there, there's been great freedom uh, and relief in just being like, this is who I am, and this is yeah. this is what I got, and and uh, and finding um, that uh, my wholeness, so to speak, not in uh, in being what I think other people want me to be but in just being yeah. the me that God created me to be
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. there's this great statement um, that's in the that's in one of the rabbinic writings that says when God is judging you he will not ask yeah. you why you weren't Moses
0: mm. he'll ask you why you weren't yeah.
1: you yeah because he already had a Moses yeah and I do think there's something about this notion that can I be myself? Um, Mm -hmm. one of the parts we work with because we work with leaders, taking people through change and change is experiences loss and people resist loss. So then they end up resisting you and they end up being mad Mm -hmm. at you is to, is to say one of the most important things for you to be able to hold on to is your sense of your own sense of self, your own identity, Mm -hmm. your own integrity, your own calling. Yeah. Um, the, the work we've done on resilience that, you know, the great quote we use from Andrew Zoli is that, you know, resilience is the capacity to maintain core purpose and integrity yeah. in the face of dramatically changed circumstances right. to me. And in, your integrity is about you being an integrated person, your real yeah. self. And what I think that, that Sarah is pointing out here is that's hard. That takes work. Mm-hmm. That's just not a natural thing. It's yeah. um, you actually have to be very intentional about being able to um, be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be real, and um, to acknowledge that the professional ministry space, that being in ministry, is oftentimes historically not been conducive to that. Uh,
0: Yeah. And I I was thinking um, about, you've spoken in the past about the kinds of relationships that leaders need in order, and maybe, I know that you've said it this way in the past, but perhaps in order to be fully ourselves, I'm trying to remember the kinds of relationships you've described. You probably know <laughs> better than I do. Do you know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we talk about when you're bu- the vulnerability of leadership requires the security of relationships. Yeah, right. And how when you feel vulnerable, you need men- partners, mentors, and friends. You need That's all it. three: yep. partners, yeah. mentors, and friends. And yeah. one of the parts I would point out here that I think is really important. I mean, here's here's you and I. We're two, mm-hmm. you know, middle aged or getting yeah. older, you know. <laughs> white guys with advanced degrees who have the capacity on a day like today to sit around and have these great conversations right for many younger leaders or women leaders or leaders of color Mm. to ask them to be vulnerable means to be so in a system Mm. that is going to take advantage of them yeah um i i had a woman of color one of my students who said to me todd when you're vulnerable and you're you're real and authentic people look at you and they go isn't that great when we do that, they want to give you our job. Mm, interesting. So let's be clear that we've talked about being fully yourself. Let's yeah. also talk about how sometimes that's really hard in the ministry space because yeah. it works, it can it can sometimes validate and reinforce yeah. facades. Yeah. Yeah. So what then you need are people in your life that you can actually go to and be yourself. Yes. And help them care for you and take care of you and be your partners who, who are committed to the mission with you and be your friends who love you and be your mentors who are committed to the development
0: yeah that's right that's so good um here's the quote one last time uh from sarah bereza she said it can be really hard for people in the professional ministry space to be fully themselves well thanks for listening to this quick conversation with todd bolsinger If you find the Spiritual Life and Leadership podcast valuable, would you share it with someone you know? And would you also rate and review the podcast? That helps to make the podcast more findable for others. Again, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time here on Spiritual Life and Leadership.